Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Endless Hells podcast, the first edition of the Fear Takeover special. I'm delighted to be joined by Kaiser. I'll come to you first, buddy. How are you? Excellent, bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me here. Hope everybody in the okay. chat's ready for this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hope they're ready. We had a quite interesting chat backstage, I like, but well, I'm sure we'll get into it shortly. And I'm joined by my deadly Joe partner, Francis. How are you, mate? I'm I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm just I don't know what's going to happen here now. <laughs> after after the last five minutes, I don't know what's going to happen now. I've tears in my eyes, mate. I can barely concentrate. But I just <laughs> want to say thanks. Jed's in already. Alistair Jack, Kenny's in, Patrick's in, Blank. We'd love to know your name, Blank. Oh, Brian's right. in, Anthony Dunn, Frank Kennedy. I'm sure Kaiser knows us all very well in that chat anyway. He's always yeah. talked to each other. I've, but... I've, I've <laughs> met all the boys in a special place. <laughs> <laughs> we were on holiday but, um... together. We were on the old golf. <laughs> We had nights oh. on the beach, bro. It was beautiful. <laughs> I was, I was, I was my in it for the boys. <laughs> so right, Kaiser, let's get to the serious stuff. Come on, here, get this the cartoons off. We need to start with it. We need to start with the main issue I have at the minute. I know we're going to talk about the Champions League, but this Super Six, as you can see on our screen, get involved with it. The league code is CF5VDD. Francis is still top. How are you putting this off, Francis? I know people. I know people, Stephen. I just can't fit boss I just can't fit boss kid. You're doing something, all right. You're, <laughs> you're definitely doing something, Dozzy. But we'll crack in and anyone get your scores in this weekend because we're going to review it again in Monday's podcast. But we'll start with the, the Champions League draw, Kaiser. We've got well, Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk. How are you feeling about that? Um, I love it, bro. Like, uh... I feel with Celtic like uh, we're a giant slayer. When we play a giant team like Real Madrid and that, we can slay that team. But sometimes when it's like pick on a team your own size, uh, we'll choke on minnows. You know what I mean? Again, we, we don't raise our game enough. Or the crowd doesn't turn up enough. I don't know what it is really. But we tend to stumble on smaller teams. But in comparison to your team and the financial power that we have, who really is a smaller team compared to us? In the Champions League, mm-hmm. apart for the the rotten mob across the city, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, "Don't talk about us." <laughs> Not me, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, I, just, I think you're hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. Now, I do understand what you're saying in terms of giant slaying, giant killings. We have got a history of that, and me and Ross touched upon it yesterday, Franny, when we were speaking during our watch along, which actually was really successful. So, thanks for everyone for watching. That was nearly two hours long, but we were talking about the fact that. Sometimes Celtic don't really necessarily show their best. And I think you made a great point there, Kaiser, in terms of the minnows. Bodo Glimp, for example, last season. I mean, that was, for me, it was just a horrendous result in European football. So what, what are you expecting with that draw? Because obviously you weren't a part of it yesterday, but how are you feeling? See, I'm, I think... I'm, sorry, are you right, talking to you, go. Go up, Francis? Go. Sorry, bro, I'm just jumping in. I'm like, it's me. Said, it's it's your over. Over. <laughs> over. Sorry, bro, right? I, I feel like... What Postacoglu has done for he's arrived is rebuild Celtic and the training concepts that he's bringing to the training field. Like I always say, if you dedicate yourself to a process after 10,000 hours, you are a master of that process. That's it. It's not like any trick to it. It's just hard, it's just hard work. So we've already got the squad there who have done a season of hard work. Ange Ball's about to kick into 2.0 and we're going into the Champions League and we're going to dominate. We are actually going to pull the scamps down half people and we're going to dominate. Now, playing in Scotland, it's horrendous because teams camp in, they sit back, 
They don't come out and play against Celtic, so we never get to test our metal against like like v like, going pound for pound, blow for blow in a domestic scenario. But in a European scenario, the Champions League, Real Madrid are not going to sit back and defend against Celtic. So they're going to push out and they're going to leave us all sorts of space to exploit. Along with the other teams as well, their fans will not accept them sitting back and playing for a result against Celtic. And I also feel we Bodo Glimt, right, guys? They are a dedicated, well-trained, well-oiled machine. Two years into the process of rebuilding, they had an entire month of watching Celtic's footage, compiling training, training the way Ange trains. Look at the way their team play. They pulled the pants off Roma, and we ain't fucking Roma. You know what I mean? So them training and setting up and dedicating themselves to come in and beat our team shows how well they implemented their game strategy. It doesn't show that we were a poor team. Yes, it was a poor performance. Our team never came into the game and never played their game. The way Ange always says, he wants the team to express herself, play their football, and that never happened. But that's purely down to the work ethic and the way Bodo Klimt played. That's why every squad thought that was the making. They thought that's the making of, that's the formula how to beat Celtic. We've seen the rotten mob come in and go, or just get in their face, and that's how you beat them. Well, they still couldn't beat us after that. You know what I mean? We're just a better team. We've got better quality players, a better quality manager. And I do rate Rangers, right? You don't get to be in a European Cup final. And Wee Gio obviously has got a bit of metal about him because he tinkers with the squad. He adjusts players. He micromanages. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be... If they get it together and we get it together... I'm going to mass every Sunday and say my prayers for a Champions League final against them. <laughs> Roll the dice, big man. I tell you what, Kaiser. I tell you what, I'm loving your energy, bro. You're it's just fantastic to have you on I this year. I, I loved him how he described Bodo Glimpstein because that, that must have yeah. helped you because you that you thought we should have been pummeling them. I did, but I get what I get what Kaiser meant because I remember in the build up to that they didn't play for a full month in Norway. I mean, Hickam might have been their shutdown or, their, or they were coming back from it. Uh, and they had, a, as you said, Kaiser, a full month. And Bodo Klimt are no mugs, let's be honest. But, Francis, I don't know if you share the same enthusiasm as Kaiser. would be interested to hear this. But what do you think about what Kaiser said? Because he does make some great points there, to be fair. If you get a I'm, chance, Francis. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm optimistic. I, th- like, I wanted Real Madrid. I wanted the glamour of Real Madrid. It's, they are the Champions League. It's... The Champions League and Real Madrid go hand in hand. So it was always good to get them. I, like, if you check my Twitter, I actually predicted Ajax, uh, Leipzig, and I think it was Porto. So, in a way, I've got I've got two of the teams I've, I fought. I think Shakhtar Donetsk, obviously, the, what's going on in Ukraine, I don't know where they're going to be. I know the game's going to be in Poland and things like that. And Jack and Mac is back. You keep talking so, about you keep talking about the football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where they're going to be and how well prepared they are and things like that. So I think you've got to target the Shakhtar games home and away. Leipzig, I think you should be hoping to win home. And you seen what, like Kaiser says, what Rangers done with uh, Leipzig just fairly recently. So mm-hmm. I think. I'm by all by all means I don't I'm not expecting us to qualify for the group, but I think we'll qualify and stay in the Champions League. 
but I think we have should have real aspirations to finish third in that group. And you've still not got that body smoke alarm fixed. Shut up. But uh, I think we should be. I think if we don't get third, I, I, I think third would be some sort of success. But if you really have got a wee bit of belief that you can get third, have a wee maybe I'll give you a wee bit of belief to maybe maybe next second you just didn't know. Look, obviously the fixtures haven't been out yet, and I'm probably in an ideal world. Real Madrid batter everybody. We play Real Madrid first and last, or whatever, however it would work. They batter everybody, and then they're coming to Parkhead in the last game, already qualified, already top, and we've got a chance of winning. Like we've got, we're maybe got a straight shootout between third and second. That would be an ideal situation. You've got a home game to maybe get second, but you're guaranteed worst case third. But I think I don't think third is out of grasp. I don't think it sh- they should look at it as out out of grasp. I don't think Angel look at it that way. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, like for, for me personally, I think Kaiser second is achievable. I mean, you look at the the RB Leipzig games in particular. They I agree, Stephen. I last think week. it is achievable, yeah. but I think Ford. I, I think Ford should be. I should mean, be like, no less. Yeah. It should be no less than Ford, so to speak. But mm-hmm. I, I think the way that the headlines have been portrayed already, I've seen in the mainstream media, there was a tweet the day was quite funny. It's funny how Leipzig go from being a poor German thing four months ago to being excellent. And among the elite clubs in Europe when they're getting pitted against Celtic. But Kaiser, for me personally, I think second place is achievable. I'm not really that scared of Real Madrid. I said this yesterday. I don't think they have, I mean, they've lost a few key players, Casemiro, Marcelo, they've all um, left Real Madrid for passers new and all that. But I just think there's enough about us to give them a challenge. There's enough about Celtic for me at home as well. If we get Madrid first, they start usually slow in the Champions League in the, in the group stages. I think they don't really care, let's be honest. I just want to get through the knockouts and into the finals. That's what they care about. But me personally, second place for me is achievable. Sector Donetsk, we've got history against them. Massimo Donati scored a cracking last-minute winner to make it 2-1 in 2007. The place erupted at Celtic Park. But what would be your hopes and aspirations for European football this season? Well, seriously, right? Compiling the mathematics, right? Compiling the maths... This right. is going skew my fair like. <laughs> nah, my smarty pants, bro. I told you. <laughs> smarty pants. You know what I mean? Compiling it together. For me, ideal, I would love to have Real match day one at Paradise. Right? I would love that. To go out, lay down a marker, hopefully catch them cold, lay down a marker, wave a squad, go out and play your brand of football, win, lose, or draw. And I do feel uh, it's going to be massive. The, the 12th man, the crowd, right? Mm. But look at the way teams come, and even uh, teams domestically are coming to paradise and they're coming to set up and frustrate and frustrate the, cl- the crowd. They're looking to turn the crowd against the team. They take your greatest weapon, which is the atmosphere of Parkhead, and they turn it against you. They silence the crowd. That's one thing that I do not want to see happen in Europe. I want it to be like carnival, party, throwing pig's heads on the pitch, I've got a light-up suit that makes me look like a stick man. I'll pitch in there. I'll, I'll be there. You'll see me. I'll be there. You get me? I, I love it. Uh, in regards, maximum respect to the other teams, right, that we've drawn. I, I do feel that we're capable of taking maximum points at home. And if we're taking nine points for the three home games, any sort of result away, win or draw, it, it's enough. Ten points is going to be enough to see through in second. But personally, I'm... In for a penny, in for a pound. Like a fucking and a fan's peas. I think it's a rainbow that comes out of it, bro. You get me? I'm, <laughs> I'm dreaming. I'm in Wonderland. 
Like I'm truly wake up every morning thinking it's a glorious time to be a Celtic fan. And it's all gonna just keep compounding. When I look at our squad and I think of the players in our squad, Kyogo, Matt O'Reilly, Hitati, all these players, and you're like, they're gonna have a coming of age, Geomachis. Like they're they're gonna really have a coming of age season, announce themselves in the European stage. They've got a lot to prove to themselves and through our club. Massive platform for them. And I, I just really feel like even Joe Hart, I feel Joe Hart is going to be like, one, one of my favourite Celtic players right now is Joe Hart. Yeah. His attitude, yeah. his professionalism. I think they should bring back uh, Soldier Soldier, you know what I mean, with Robson and mm-hmm. Jerome and get big Joe Hart and Matt O'Reilly in there. I'll buy it. You know, I'll watch it every <laughs> week. You know what I mean? I, I, adamant, professional. Uh, no screaming at the ball boy to get the ball fast, obviously, because we've got the fastest ball boys in Europe. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I think I think we're we're more than capable of winning every game at home. It was it was one thing that used to bug me about uh, Strachan when Strachan was the manager, uh, and before that uh, when Martin was the manager, Martin O'Neill. Yeah, uh, everybody mentions Martin O'Neill, uh-huh. but when Martin O'Neill was the manager, uh, the home crowd at Celtic Park could whip our team into such a frenzy that our players would elevate their game and challenge the best clubs in world football. But yeah. when, we went, when we went away from home, who was responsible for whipping our players into that frenzy? It was the manager, the man management, Martin O'Neill. One thing I didn't like about Gordon Stratton, well, I thought he was tactically brilliant and a great manager for Celtic. I thought he wasn't as much a man manager and he never achieved the performances away. And one thing I think Ange Postacoglu has in buckets is man management. Oh, I think he's going to have a big board and he's going to have pictures of Antonio Raustinio rolling up for six years old, playing with stones up to bricks, being a bricky, and here he is in the Champions League for Glasgow Celtic. It, I'm telling you, it's even if you think about it, it makes the hair in the back of my neck stand up. It's inspirational. I think it's going to be an inspirational season and we are going to dominate. We are going to sweep the floor. And I, I don't care that. I don't care if I get clipped and put on every social media and every Rangers fan clips it with that series. I can't even remember what it's called after the top of my head, but it goes bam, 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 bam. You get me? That's it, mate. I don't care. I'm willing to be clipped. I love my team. Passionately support. And I don't care what anybody's got to say. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. And I live in Ibrox. I wear a Celtic top. So if you don't like it, you'll see me. <laughs> I'm hardly invisible. I just wanna I wanna come to the comments here. I wanna say a, a big hello to my wee brother who's in. Nice to see you in the in the chat here. Yo. Egyptian King is all about uh, group A. Uh, Kevin Gallagher says you sound like Bobby out of Scott Squad. It I don't does, know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> um, he must everyone, be good. Everyone, everyone's agreeing with you in terms of like what you're saying and. I think he makes a great point, Francis. Like we all are passionate supporters, right? And we all make off the cuff remarks, and sometimes we're a bit hasty to judge or hasty to make opinions and hoping it comes true. But me personally, like I'm really confident this season in the Champions League. I can see us making an impact. I really believe that second place is achievable. But as you said, third place should be the base mark where we're like, yes, that's ours. Anything after that's a great achievement. But one I thing, Kaiser, is a disaster. Really? Seriously, I know it's still European football, right? I know it is, right? But that is not our level. We are a Champions League club. We are a league. 
You know what I mean? When I walk down the street with my hoops on, my head is held high. Um, the Glasgow's green and white. We're elite. We're an elite club, and I'm no buying into Europa League mentality. You get me? See, if but we it's not. It's, it's not. It's, it's, League, we it's, should win that competition. We should not be in there messing about. If the rotten mob can get to a final and we beat them domestically, we're a better team, better players. We should have went one step further, and that's it for me. I don't. I don't think it's a, a Europa League mentality. What I think it is, it's what we're used to at the moment. We haven't seen Celtic in the Champions League since 2017, the 2018 season. So we can't really effectively judge what we're going to see and how it's going to go. Yes, we're all confident the second place is available and it's achievable, definitely, with Leipzig and Shakhtar Donetsk. But, I mean, I blame that side of things on the board for not putting the investment in properly, not standing still when we were winning especially in the Rogers era, there was loads of time to invest. We were turning over £100 million a year. The investment didn't come through. We kind of stagnated. Costa Colby, Francis, has come in. And like, like Kaiser said, he's a great man manager. He makes the players stand tall. You've got the likes of Matt O'Reilly, Kyogo, Rio Hatate, Maeda. They're going to star in the Champions League. But one thing I want to ask you, Francis, before I come to you, Kaiser, do you think there's going to be there's going to be have to like a, an adaptation of the style against certain teams? Or do you think it's just... Postacoglu's way, and that's it in the Champions League. That'll be that'll be Postacoglu's way, but I think it's a wee bit, it's a wee bit ignorant and a wee bit. I don't think embarrassed is the right word, but like to think that Postacoglu's only got one way of playing, I think is like it's a wee bit ignorant towards the manager. You easy can't, on, easy on. I'm not saying that. Well, <laughs> when you ask the question, you say, "Do you think he'll play one way or the other?" Or do you think he'll adapt? I think. We can't sit in one hand and say Postacoglu's a fantastic manager and then go, he only plays one way, but fantastic managers, then they play one way. They adapt. They'll play, like we always say, they'll, they'll play the fixture, they'll adapt during the game and things like that. They'll be, he'll set up a team always with one hand, uh, sort of with one hand going, well, if it doesn't go this way, 10, 15 minutes into the game, I can maybe change it, but I'm not having to make a sub. I can muck about the formation. Players can go into here, so I think he will adapt. He's, he's a clearly an intelligent man. Yo, Paddy, and, let's go. <laughs> and uh, like I say, we, we can't be sitting praising Postacoglu being a wonderful manager, saying he's this, he's that, and then also going, but he only plays one way. I think that's then the guy of discredit. If he, he will he will adapt, and he's he clearly adapt plenty of times last season. But I think I think he will adapt to the occasion. I think he'll thrive on thrive on the challenge of playing against. Like in the elite competition in Europe and stuff like that, so I think I think we're well equipped. Obviously, it could be better. We can always do better. You, like you say, you can you can't stand still, Stephen. You can always be better if you can get better players in. Whatever, great. But I think if he would be happy right now with what he's got to go and challenge in that Champions League. But I think it would be would be doing the guy a discredit, as I say, if we said that he can only play one way. He will have to adapt. He will adapt. Yeah. Again. I didn't mean it in a disrespectful manner. No, no, I mean, didn't I? Yeah, what, what I meant was, you look, at the way, <laughs> you look at the way we play in the SPFL, we're on the front foot, we're playing, you never really see us defend, being under pressure. And, and coping with that is an issue for Celtic, in my opinion, because sometimes our defence can leak goals. I mean, it's obvious, we leaked a few in pre-season from winning 2-0 against that English first division club. So, get into Europe, it's, it's always going to be a worry. I mean, you're going to concede, we have to score more, obviously, but where do you stand in the whole style issue? And I like a wee studio, by the way. It's got even better we upgrade there. It's breaking news, brother, right? See, what you're describing there is a narrative by people 
to try and convince you that our manager, who plays chess instead of checkers, by the way, other managers mm-hmm. are playing checkers one move at a time. Our manager is three steps ahead. What he does with his team is not a fixed style of play. It's a philosophy of play. You will attack. Mm-hmm. We will have inverted fullbacks. You get me? Now you could, I know inverted fullbacks, right? But you could push your fullbacks into midfield and play with three defenders. It's an interchangeable system. It's a mm-hmm. style. It's an idealistic dream. I don't care what's happening. You will be attacking. You will be non-stop. You will be running. That is the one way. That is the Postacoglu way. That is not a tactical description of how Celtic play or what formation or whether Joe Hart plays centre-half or centre-mid or if he's in goals. That is irrelevant. People who say that are pitching a narrative. They're trying to diminish your manager and diminish his intelligence. That is the silliest thing I've ever heard. See, if, <laughs> if our manager needs to... Adjust tactically, right? He will adjust tactically if he wants to play a 3 5 2, he will do that. But I believe me, like, see if you think this highly intelligent, like, Angie's an elite level manager. Let's just call it like I never knew who he was before he arrived. I, like, shame mm. the devil. I'm not going, I'm not going to blow smoke up your arse, right? I never knew who he was before he arrived. But certainly when his name was mentioned, I researched him. I seen what he done. I was like, this guy's got balls. Sheesh. I seen him arguing during a press interview where a guy was telling him he should take responsibility and resign. And he was like, is that what you want, bro? I was like, this guy's fucking brilliant. Get him in here. Get him down here. Mama's single. Hey, Ange. <laughs> you know what I mean? Love the jumper. <laughs> Get him. Ang, ang. Honestly, guys, that's narrative. That's people playing a narrative. That's the same sort of narrative you see get introduced all the time. Like uh, last season before Kyogo got injured and Boyd started saying every two seconds, he's offside, he's offside, he's offside. That's Mm -hmm. to whether or not you realise that, that's propaganda. That reaches the media, it reaches the press, it reaches the radio. Linesman, referee, listen to the radio. They read papers. I'm sorry to rock anybody's world. They they hear this stuff. (laughs) It gets, in that ear. it gets in that ear and they hear that narrative and when they look across the pitch and they're in doubt, they go flag up. They don't go, mm-hmm. oh, Kyogo's got lightning fast movement and he's incredibly intelligent. His brain's actually far even faster than Maeda's legs. You know what I mean? If we had Kyogo's brain on Maeda's legs, there'd be no stopping us. You know what I mean? We'd, we'd rule the world. But that's to establish that indifference and make the linesman make that call. Same with referees right now, guys. All the, all the narrative with referees. There's no professional referees, right? It's not a professional trade. I can't go and apply and become a referee and make it my profession. It's amateur in Scotland. They're amateur referees, right? And then every ref who does a bad job gets dragged through every newspaper and called an arsehole. But see, when he does a good job, they we get referee of the week? Did we get team of the week and referee the week at the side? This man made the calls. I know that was a shite game, but see the calls he made there? Boom. Upgrade him. Start bringing him up through the ranks, preaching his name, make the men professionals and give them wages and stop having fucking Tory MPs. You know what I mean? Fucking (laughs) bring the Tory MPs. Start getting into people who love football, ex-professionals, people who were amateur or people who were professionals and injured, people like John Kennedy. People like John Kennedy, who's got a job for life at Celtic, apparently, you know what I mean? Mm. And people are 
my man Julian, you know, Stephen, I'm sorry, mate. I know you're melting there, as I say his name. I can't even find my class on. I'll switch to the class on again for Julian, bro. You get me? Him going on social media and messaging and crediting Neil Lennon and crediting the team, but not mentioning Ange Postacoglu. Well, people will say there, oh, he didn't mention Ange. There's beef between him and Ange. But if he did mention Ange, people would be like, ha, cynical. The full message is cynical. He didn't play for Ange. Ange didn't play yet. So they can read it two ways. They're going to take what narrative exactly. they want and run with it. You know what I mean? Take your narrative and run with it. I'm too busy having fun. You know what I mean? I I'm think too busy enjoying a... Celtic. <laughs> to be fair, Kaiser, like, I do, like, again, again, I am not for one second saying he plays one way. Let's, let's get that out there, right? Oh, you I'm coming. It, I, I'm sure you listen, Kaiser. I am saying, as you said, the narrative that's been spun by certain sections of media organisations, supporters, supporters of other clubs. I don't believe it. I know we play different ways. I've seen this at that. The Rangers game, the Rangers game, for example, when we finished so the three, what, three nil second half. Intelligence, you get me. You carry on, bro. But sorry, but you get me. See when people say those things, they're not showing that they're a football person. They've got a football brain. Or they watch football and enjoy the sport. They understand the beauty and the love of the game, the tactical movement and what's happening, what's going on in the pitch. They're just going, oh, you only please one way. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. Get back on your spin, buddy. There's a roller Scottish for you there for you. <laughs> You're an idiot. You know what I mean? Uh, You've got leg okay. between you the ears. You know what you I mean? You call me an idiot. Get my spin no, no. Imagine <laughs> any person, bro. I'll have words yeah. for you with what you called me before we jumped in there, buddy. Don't you? <laughs> no, I mean, we've we, we, we seen the, the, the different style of Celtic when we went fleeing it up, finished the game against them. We just kind of sat off and let them have the ball and do some. We all know we play different ways. I was just coming across merely, as Kaiser already pointed out, the narrative that's spun by different Saxons. And you always see the different headlines when we win games and they win games. It's pretty obvious to see, pretty well covered there, Kaiser, as well, by the way. But one thing I do want to move on to is, before I melt here, is the transfer activity side of things. And we've seen Haxabanovic coming in. I want to come to both of you. I'm actually really interested in this. It is the kind of hot topic at the minute. Forrest, Johnson. Francis, does this spell the end maybe for them featuring a lot? I mean, Johnson is linked with a low move, but what about Forrest in particular? I'd, what was it? Forrest got a three-year deal? I can't yeah. see that being the end of, end of Forrest. Forrest I I'd, I appreciate it may not feature as much as what it would have done if Haksavanovic never came in, but I don't I don't think it's the end of my think. I, I was probably willing to give Johnson another go, but equally, if he could find his sale on your club, I'd have been like, right, on, on you go, on you go. It's how many times can we keep giving you a chance? But I, I can't see how there can be a future for, for Mikey Johnson on the back of this signing because if, again... Similarly, Postacoglu, no, nothing about this Haxabanovic, apart from the fact that we tried to sign him last summer and Ruben Kazan got him instead of us. But I can't say I even followed his progress offers in uh, where he was at Ruben Kazan either. So all I know is he can apparently play across the front three. So it, it doesn't look good for for uh, for Mikey Johnson and potentially for us because I would say a bad as a headache. A head of Forrest, I think that's a fair comment. Jota seems to be a head of Abada right now. Cause, uh, Angie Front three seems to prefer Maeda and Jota uh, occupying the left and right uh, position. So for me, I think 
I think Forrest will... He seems a good professional in the sense that I don't think he'll feature as much, but you never know. He might get circumstances. He might get a run of games and performing stays in off the back of that. But I think Forrest has more got the deal. Because he can still contribute when needed, he's a, he's a proper professional in the sense that he's, he's no causing any grief in the background. Um, he's no upsetting the dressing room. He knows his position in the squad. He knows what it is to beat Celtic. He knows what it is to win things. So players like Abada, who's still a young boy, can look at Forrest and go, look, wee bit of dedication here. Look what I can achieve at this club. And I might go to Big Kings. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, to sum up, I don't think think it's Andy Forrest, but I would be surprised if Michael Johnson... I I think it would be Michael Johnson's best interest to try and get away for Celtic. Yeah, I think uh, Kaiser might be a bit thirsty there. He's drinking from the toilet. But, I mean, <laughs> Kaiser, I think it's a great point in terms of the whole James Forrest argument, kind of a mentor role. Come on, get yourself up here. I don't want to see the toilet on the speaker. Yeah, get you, bro. Get you, sorry. In, in terms of, um, obviously, the, men- the mentor role with Abada and the young players coming through, even the likes of Mieda can learn off for us because of his longevity at Southern Football Club. Megan Johnson, for me, is finished. He should have been away last season. I don't understand why we keep giving the chances. And Haxa Banovic, as Alan's Postal Coldy said in recent press conferences, he wants players who can play across different positions. Now, he could play a 9, a 10, off the left and off the right. So, there's the versatility side of things coming in. But what do you think about the, the two players that leaves behind, Johnson and Forrest? I think, personally, right, uh, love to see a youth player coming through, right? S- straight away, right? Everyone's invested in Mikey Johnson, right? We want to see him do well. I do I feel that if he had a breakaway, right, and... It could be, it could be like uh, what happened with Jota at Benfica. Jota came away and we embraced him. Maybe there's a bit much pressure, and because he's failed so many times, it's just stuck in that cycle. But it's definitely time for Mikey to move on and try and build a career somewhere else, which is not here, right? And James Forrest, uh, I'm actually a big fan of James Forrest, right? Uh, I know, I know, like now he's slowed down. And people like his legs are gone. It's finished. But I think uh, the years that Celtic have leaned on James Forrest, the goals that he's delivered, the Champions League qualifications, you know what I mean? The, the times he's he's sprung up, uh, played for Celtic since he was a very young guy, and put the work in, put the work in over the years, and not not paid, not paid massive salary. We're not talking like he doesn't he doesn't get paid anywhere near like modern pros in England or anything like that. He gets a fair wage for Celtic, and I think Celtic are keeping him around, sort of like a like a, a club pro. You know what I mean? Someone who's yeah. engaging with the wingers and helping them develop. I don't know for the life of me why he's not told Maeda. Listen, Maeda, just smoke it by the guy and fucking run. It's 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 so fucking easy. Do you think? Do you think that because I mean, John on the podcast, he's obviously seen him all with us. He says that that's his one issue with Maeda in terms he doesn't take a man on. Is that, is that an issue for you? It's interesting to bring that up. I like his hard work, right? And I like everything he offers. We've had players who offer hard work as well, and I've respected them purely for their hard work, right? And offering some goals at times, right? That mutant monster who looks like he was sitting the exhaust fumes off the technodrome, Kenny Muller. He was a hard worker, right? He was he was a very hard worker for Selig. Uh, played a similar role to Maeda. Uh, I do feel if Maeda would knock the ball past a player and exploit his pace, then... The interchange between Jota and Maeda switching over. Suddenly you've got a defender who's on his toes 
and sprinting for the ball, and then you switch with a defender who's got a high level of skill, who can step over the ball, and that defender sent sailing, they're complementing each other. You know what I mean? It's it's a complementary thing. I think Haksabanovic is is going to be a really good signing. He is versatile with this play across the front. What I've seen most people say about him is he's a, a talent. Uh, he's got a bit of yeah. personality. He's got that about him. He's got something about him. Not many goals. His goal, his goal conversion rate, basically. Uh, he, he assists more. He's more of like three, four assists. And that would be three assists and he's got a hat trick. That's the way he would see it. An assist mm-hmm. is as good as a goal, I suppose. And I think that if he was like uh, an original, if Ange had his eye on him originally, then we, we can like rely on this guy being a success. Like I, I would put money in the bank in my book. Like uh, the original target was Jens, right? To come in at mm. left centre back, and that deal fell through. So we had Jens at left centre back, Starfield right centre back. So the deal for Jens fell through. Jens went somewhere else, right? And we had to bring in CCV. So then the manager looks at those two players and goes, right, well, Cameron Carter-Vickers, you're a solid player, brilliant on the right, but you can't play left side of defence. So he played Starfield out of position. Starfield's running wide, covering Mikey Johnson every time Mikey Johnson extends up the pitch. Uh, sorry, covering Greg Taylor every time Greg Taylor extends up the pitch and uh, inverts. Uh, Starfield needs to push it wide and cover that space. Uh, you seen it against in the old firm, right, when... Uh, they went down the wing and they just passed run about JJ. You get me? Just run Juranovic went to push forward towards Kent and they just passed the ball run about him like he was a six-year-old child. And people were like, it made them look stupid. It looked like a bad defender there. But see if you actually see his face, what he actually did was he actually turned to the to the side and, and leered at the middle of the pitch and growled at Cameron Carter Vickers for not coming yeah. out and pushing the man and helping him. Cameron Carter Vickers is a great player, but like he doesn't move much. You get me, guys? He, he'll, mm. he'll push forward. He'll, like, I like to be like, usually the ball would come through Carter Vickers and he would play the ball out of defence. I do think he is a very insightful passer and can play a, a good forward ball. But I think Jens is better at stepping out of defence. And the little that I've seen of Jens, I think he's better at that. So I, I think that's what he's there for. That's what he's there to do. And I think in Angie's mind, Welsh will compete with Jens for left centre mm. back. And Starfelt will compete with Carter Vickers. And then in both positions, we've got players pushing and fighting each other. And that, that's how you get the best of your players. That, that, that's exactly what we're looking for, two players for every position. And well, you, you need that. that. Sorry, bro. You, you, need, you, you, you need that continuity. As you said, two players reach positions that kind of challenge each other and make each other better. It's interesting what you said there about uh, Starfelt and CCV competing in Welsh and Jens, uh, me personally, I don't think it's going to go like that. It's going to be Starfelt, well, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Jens at the moment. Obviously, Jens is playing really well, but you can't discount what Starfelt done for his last season. There's still a player in there, of course, but I want to come to yourself, Francis. And see, before you take and see, like, that go. Maeda one, when you were talking about Maeda, can I just ask, like, Taylor was a bit of the whipping boy, and I feel like we've got an element in our support that, like, they need a whipping boy. I, I was kind of on Taylor's case for a wee while. And now mm-hmm. Taylor's turned in ridiculous performances for the last probably season anyway, last year. And now it, it's kind of moved on to Maeda for some random reason. But what is Maeda doing different this season to what he was doing when he came in at January? I don't, like I think Nothing. he's in the exact... So Nothing. why is Foucault, why is Foucault Maeda's case saying, 
hey, ah, he's no, he's, I would like him to do this, I would like him to do that. I, I think January to the end of the to, to we won the league. I, I Everybody think loved my either. I mean, Francis, bro, is like you can constructively criticize a player. You don't no, just get that. your players and go, I get that. Oh man, he's the best player ever. Nobody was, I'm, nobody was constructively I mean. criticizing him when he came in in January up till we won the league. Nobody had well, an issue with my then. They, they were constructively criticizing him, bro, because they were criticizing his finishing and the fact that he got a few chances and he seemed to squander them. And people would say, Tell you something, ain't no way that guy's a, a centre forward. He should be playing on the wing. So people were criticizing him. People were looking at his game and looking at uh, maybe the little flaws in his game and thinking, Right, he's got a, a couple of little flaws there, but he's very much like a rough diamond. He could be polished up. And I do think his work rate is just exemplary. If every player turns up with his work rate, then, like like, like they say, right, like a famous boxer once said, I'm sure it was uh, um, Marvin Hagler or Sugar Ray Leonard that said that uh, it's hard to get up and train when you wake up in silk sheets. Now, they're professionals for the Real Madrid, not they're waking up in silk sheets. So they're going to make them run. They're going to make them run every minute. Every minute of every game, you're going to be running. So when you think you get a break, because it's a shy of a free kick, you don't, you're running. You, Selig are going to, we, we are going to do damage. <laughs> I, just, I just feel it in my bones. We are going to do damage. Uh, you're, certainly from, you're certainly from the enthusiasm tonight, Kaiser. It's brilliant to see. I mean, there's a lot of love for you in, in the, the comments you as ha, well, Francis. Nice Celtic tough. Hey, give us that. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. He's promoting it on the podcast for you. I mean, it, it is, I mean, again, the dark night, my wee brother comes in there, subscribe to the MSL's podcast, thank you, wee man. Yes, people, if you haven't done it, hit that subscribe and like button, we'd greatly appreciate it. And this, again, is our first edition of the Future Takeover, Takeover with Kaiser, and I'm absolutely loving it. Bringing in the money, bringing in the money, exactly. But we're moving on to a wee bit here, Francis, with outgoings. Benjamin, hit subscribe. Join me, yeah, We've seen now, um, obviously, Matt already, Come out of nowhere, Kaiser actually told me on Twitter that he's been linked with a move to Liverpool and other clubs like United. Can you see that happening, Francis? Nah, I don't see any big player leaving unless, like, unless it's silly money. But then, what is it's what what we deem silly money has got to be different from what the Celtic board deems silly money. But mm. I reckon, post obviously, post the call, not what it was. Matt Riley, the Matt Riley was obviously linked with Liverpool. If, Rumours that they believe we're looking at them before uh, Celtic signal because they, although we're kind of late to that, they all do the analytics style of thing and get players based on the analytics. And we've obviously just fairly recently brought in the guy for Benfica and that that does a similar job. So it wouldn't surprise me that Liverpool are obviously still looking at Matt Riley because he'll mm. obviously still be on that system of how they, they look at players. But do I see him going to Liverpool and I mean, I would say Liverpool are crying out for a creative player because when they lose Thiago, they're, they're not the same midfield without Thiago. Now, I think Matt Riley's brilliant, but he's nowhere near Thiago Alcantara. He's not at that level. Um, I think he could go to Man United simply because of where Man United are right now. I think if it was Man United, Ferguson either, Matt Riley, as much as I love him, at this stage probably isn't getting near that Man United team. But I would. it has to be... Now, I don't think at this present moment Matt Riley's worth 20 million, but it would have to be 20 million plus for me to even think about selling somebody like Matt Riley. I just, I, 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 what you've got to look at the now with guys like, not even just Matt Riley, like O'Reilly, obviously, jo, Jack and Marcus seems to be in the papers as well mm-hmm. that teams want to, 
they type of level of players that are very important. You've got to look at how much are they going to be worth to us because if we win the league again this season, we're straight in the Champions League again. So that's that's it. I'll take that. Uh, so that's that's another depending on offers because obviously with Rangers qualifying, you're no guaranteed the forty million. They get some of the TV rev money, so your guaranteed money is a wee bit down. But just for for talking sake, it is the forty million. So as much as I said, like twenty million maybe gets you Matt early in my, my eyes, what you've got to then look at is going, is it worth taking that risk for twenty million to potentially lose forty million? But if you keep you keep a Matt Riley, you've mere chance of winning the league with Matt Riley, obviously, but it's obviously no guarantee you win the league and get that forty million be going in the Champions League, but you're willing to take that risk and go, I can guarantee twenty million and potentially get the sixty million back. Now nah, for me, it would have to be twenty million plus to even be at the table talking about selling O'Reilly. And I I, I yeah. think I think Postacoglu's got enough clout to know that no key players will be leaving this season. Yeah. Next summer, I think we've got a very different conversation. I think it's very interesting as well. We know Haxabanovic, Kaiser can play across the front four, including the number 10 position. And no way am I linking that, the amount of ready departure. But it's quite funny that in the papers we've seen Yakimakis linked with clubs down south. We've seen Juranovic linked with the likes of Chelsea and United. Matarelli linked with Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester as well, just to name a few. Is it just the case of papers or maybe agents trying to unsettle, unsettle the players to see if they get a better move down south? Or is it just purely paper talk and a lot of shit? What do you think about this? Celtic are listed as the hottest place to come for a young player to develop and win themselves a transfer to a bigger club or a bigger league with more money. Celtic are listed by FIFA as like the place to be, right? The place to be for young players coming through. Look at, like, I, I, I glance across the midfield and I, I look at Hitati and I'm like, he's got the potential to be worth 20 million plus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even discuss Matt O'Reilly for 20 million. What's happening with Matt O'Reilly right now is the English FA and English clubs are looking at Matt O'Reilly and going, shit, man, he's going to go to the World Cup and play for Denmark. We want to get him down the road and get him playing for us at international setup. They want him signing up for English because he's only a youth international. He can still go and play for England. So they want to get him down there as fast as possible. Knowing that, knowing that they want him, Knowing that he's English, knowing how handsome he is, I mean, like, it makes me look pedestrian. He's gorgeous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, I would be demanding well mm. over 20. I, I, I could hit out with silly money. I'd be like 56 million to even come up here and even get into a debate with us because that's what he's worth to us. Your players are going to stay, they're going to learn for the Champions League this year, and then they're going to repeat it next year. I don't see any of your players leaving. See if Ange Poster. If Postacoglu is serious, right, about building this team, this squad, right, any player that wants to stay will stay. Like he says, I will not stand in any player's yeah. way should they want to leave. So if any player comes forward like and says, well, I would like to exploit this opportunity and go, then he'd be like, right, here's your bags, I'll see you later. We'll make sure we get plenty of money for you and we'll replace you with four young talents who are hungry and have more desire than you and they're going to go further in the game than you in the long run. You can, I can see that for Postacoglu. He's got that intelligence. You know what I mean? A squad has that intelligence. Look at Matt O'Reilly. Just like uh, he, he refused to just settle for a club. He, he demanded that he was going to stick to uh, an attacking style. You know what I mean? When he when he first came to Celtic, that's the full reason he came here. 
and I know there's young players out there in the world. Look at me, like I'm 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 a 40 year old guy, and I'm looking at Ange Postecoglou and Celtic, and I'm thinking to myself, I could get up there and get a boot zone again. <laughs> you know what I mean? A, a couple of weeks, a pre-season under Ange, and I could play. I swear to God, I could play. You know what I mean? Not very well, but I could play. <laughs> <laughs> like us all then. I, I, I do honestly think that uh, clubs are looking on our club with envious eyes. Look at Big GG, the Greek god, right? One-touch finisher. Bang. So predatorial. So deadly in the area. And a completely different dynamic to Kyogo. Get me Kyogo's movement and ability. Seriously, like, see Man City staring at Kyogo and just salivating. And honestly, if Man City were an uncle, mm. I would tell them, like, you, what, what you're doing with Ange Postacoglu is called grooming. Can you please stay away from your manager? Can <laughs> <laughs> step back, please? You know what I mean? He's the Celtic manager and this is where he will be staying. I would love Ange yeah. to commit his long-term future to Celtic. See, he came in and... I know that doesn't happen in modern football today with a manager in other days. I would love him to come in and be like, I'm here for 10 years. Oh, you know, yeah. 10 years. <laughs> uh, as long as you'll have me. I understand that's what it means, that rolling deal. As long as you'll have me, I'll be here. But uh, I, I, would I like think as well, content, you know what I mean? Kaiser, what you said there is, I mean, we all want them to commit his future, but I think you're right in saying this one year rolling contracts of things Celtic's done for years, even way back to with Strachan, Lennon, Mowbray, they're on it, it, it kind of happened as well. But before I continue, Mark Kearney wants to know why I'm on it. It's a wee Australian number. It's quite nice as well. It's absolutely fantastic. Going down a treat during this fear takeover with Kaiser and Francis. But you made, a, you, you made a great point there, Kaiser, in terms of O'Reilly. I think for me, Francis, he puts a lot of young English players to shame. He's got that work ethic, that dedication to the game. You see the likes of Lingard's more interested in putting up tweets or or TikTok, like Man already is has a footballing brain, he's a footballing man, and even when his best mate Jen signed, he just smiles, enthusiastic, he loves playing for the club, so I can't really see it happening. I know it's a bit strange with her Juranovic, Jack and Marcus, and already linked with these clubs, there is no doubt that clubs might be scouting and looking at them for future transfer targets, which is understandable, they're absolutely fantastic players, and the signal for their careers can only go up this way, on, on the rounds past the country. but coming to yourself, we kind of round off the kind of transfer talk. Francis, where else do you think we need to strengthen going into the Champions League campaign and domestic campaigns? I think, I mean, it seems to be the sort of a, the Celtic Twitter at it, if you like. We, we want that central defensive midfielder. Postacoglu said he's, he's no gone for one, but would I would love one going in to come in. Like, Awanyama. Awanyama would be absolutely brilliant, but there's no money of them out there. And if they are... You're having to pay, pay big bucks, which, and fairness to Postecoglou, well, he's done it with, I was shocked because he's done it with actually Jota, Carter Vickers and Kyogo after transfer fees to believe he spent, spent big bucks on him. But I would like to think a central defensive midfielder is just like a, a bully type player in there. But again, Postecoglou, that's more me what I think we need in the team, Postecoglou. Doesn't seem to think that, and I'm willing to trust him. I would like a, I've said that first even I would like a striker in there of the Jackamacus mold. I think when he dropped out the team last season with the injury and that, you kind of, you kind of noticed that in certain games that you just needed that physical presence up the part. Obviously, we know Jackamacus is more than just a target man. It does the work. It does the work off the ball and stuff like that. Is he is, it does do a lot of thankless running. It does do shutting down. It does the hard graft. Uh, so if we can find another guy like that, but 
I wouldn't quite say we're in the sort of a Tottenham position, but we are to an extent in the sense that any striker that comes to Spurs knows they're playing second fiddle to Kane. Or set or even third to Son if Son's yeah. if Kane's injured, Son's going up there. And I think that's that could be a big problem with getting a striker in. I suppose you should not obviously in an ideal world, you should never be looking and going, Well, you're coming in as third choice, mate. It should be coming in as you're challenging for first. And I th- I think Postacoglu's a bit like that, where he, he's no we've said that he wants he's not looking for a strong start in eleven, he's looking for a strong squad, which I think uh I think that's what obviously <laughs> you're all right. You're all right. It's a fan takeover. It's a fan takeover. It's exactly. Sorry. Uh, it's all right. Um, and I mate. think it was a uh, in an ideal world, I would like a sort of a, a guy that's the guy they know you can rely on, but also knows he's probably got to be third choice and a striker. And I'm not. I'm not stressing desperate to get something. I would love a defensive midfielder in. I'm not concerned if we don't get one in. I I would be more. I'm not going to say I'm concerned if we don't get a striker in, but I would. I'm not even sure I'd be disappointed, but I would. I would like us to get a another Jack Amakis type of player in, but I feel it's going to be hard because the problem are coming in knowing Jack Amakis and Kyle got ahead of them, and it's trying to get that type of the calibre player we want. You don't just want a Chris Killen type guy that you just can't get for the SPL. You want somebody that you, in a European game, can step up, but it's got to be hard to achieve that knowing who's in, who we've already got in the door. Yeah, 100%. I think as well, for me personally, maybe a third choice figure is great, but obviously the commitment that attitude the Postacoglu wants and he kind of desires that kind of character and wants to come in and challenge in the first place. Yakimakis was knows that, for example, Kyogo will start majority of games, but he has that attitude where he comes in, he does his job, he scores his goals, and he does his talking on the pits instead of mm-hmm. via Instagram or Twitter putting out tweets about the club or looking to get away or going to his agent, which is great to see. I think as well, Kaiser, um, we have been linked to that player from Hadzik Spit, Atanovic, the, the centre defensive midfielder. That's kind of went oh. quiet at the moment. Um, Francis made a great point. There is a lot of clamour and a lot of people wanting that. And Poster Cody himself said, it's not really his style, but I mean, we're being linked with these players, so there might be something happening. What do you think we need strengthened? I think we're really looking good. I, I do feel like a, a, a disruptive midfielder in the centre in the centre of midfield, right? A central defensive midfielder, somebody really disruptive would would be would be great. You know what I mean? Somebody who can come in and break up play, help win back possession. But like we we play really attacking football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, re- really, when you're thinking about adding a defending asset, why do that when you can add an attacking asset? And we are attacking. But, I mean, it, it makes sense. Team. You have to have balance within a team. I mean, that's pretty obvious. No, you just piss into the wind, bro, and go all out. As long as you score more goals than the other team, you win. Oh, you know what I mean? That's how I love, I love that when... Uh, Look how far back teams sit in domestically. Like Joe Hart's pushing out, and people are like, "Oh no, he's playing midfield." And I'm like, "He's pushing out so the two centre backs can split and, and cover the wing backs. It's it's easy to see rather than have another defender sitting back there. You push the keeper out and let him do that. Oh, you know dude. what I mean? No, no problem. Thanks, what, what am I missing? Yeah, makes a great point there. Jed, can you see the comment? <laughs> the last time we had three quality strikers, Larson, Hartson, and Sutton. What a what a triple Sutton played at centre half. 
like, like, well, like I, I say that, Earl, bro, right? Who, who's going to come into Celtic and go, oh, you, your, third, your third choice striker? Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to be like that. No, I'm not. Aye, that, that's good. no that's not an Ange player that's not the attitude of an Ange player exactly. that's not the, the mental mentality that Ange looks for now I can see a player who is different to Giamakis and different to Kyogo somebody who's an aerial flip, an aerial threat somebody who's like an aerial master scoring goals with a heat a good foil player bringing the ball down and laying it through Sharp could come in and go well really I'm not third choice striker I'm the third striker hmm. I offer something different. I bring something to the table. Gio Marcus has his great finishing and his power and his strength to get in about defenders. Kyogo has his movement. I'm whoever I am, I'm dynamite with the heat. Cross the ball yeah. and I'll rocket it in. We have got an apple at a 10 bob, but whatever, you know what I mean, mate? Whatever. <laughs> but bring something that's different. Bring a different asset that you can change a game with. You know what I mean? You can always go... It's 10 minutes to go. It doesn't look like it's working. Bring out the big guy. Yeah, I'm real. Fucking deep fit the ball. Big Japanese guy. Yeah, I'm real. Big tall bean. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? That's exactly bring something different. Bring something new. And I, I do think that's exactly what the... When Ange says, oh, we're going to remain nimble. And I know we've been looking... Well, reports are that we're looking at a few players. There's a... The, the, the French boy, the Edouard Maurice, I believe his name is. Michu. Michu, Michu, sorry. John likes him, yeah. So we're supposed to be tracking him, supposedly. And then this guy, Johnny, as well. I can't I can't say his second name either, bro, but you got it, Stephen. You nailed it, right? So I'm relying <laughs> like on him. you now, bro. It's not like him. It's you not like him it, we got a name right. right. It's not like him we got a name right. So, I, I, do, I do believe when Angie's saying, like, we'll remain agile. If something too good to be true comes up, he's going to take it. You know what yeah. I mean? If a player announces yeah. himself, and I do think that's what's going to be happening at Celtic right now. There's going to be young players. Certainly, see the players that we want at Celtic, right, are, are going to be turning up at our door. They're going to be turning up at our door and they're going to be going, I see what you're doing here. I know you're the kind of manager that believes in these players and develops players. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm that guy you're looking for. You know what I mean? Need a guy for a rubber pitch? I'm that guy. You know what I mean? Need a guy to run through a wall? I'm that guy. Need a guy to slide tackle a post? I'm that fucking guy. Get me in there. You know what I mean? That's that's exactly what's coming to Celtic. And all the players that are there right now, the reason that I'm not really bothered if these players move on or stay is because I know the players that are going to be coming at the back of them, the quality. I just hope that we really extend it to the youth team and start creating clear paths to first-team football for young Scottish players and young players here in this country. Maybe not even necessarily Scottish, but young players coming to young players coming to Celtic because if English teams can attract our players, right, best players in Scotland, they can attract with high wages, we need to offer something that they don't offer. They will offer you high wages, good training, but zero first-team action, zero game time, maybe a League Cup once in a blue moon if you're lucky. So we can offer a clear path to first-team football. Players getting in and playing first-team football. And now we've got that many players there that are going to be rotating. It looks like rather than having a first 11, we've got like a first 16. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these players are all ready to go. And Angie's going to be saying, look, that player might be the best player in the world. He might be the best defender in the world. But see if you run as hard and as fast as you can for 60 minutes and he tracks you, he's going to get fucking tired. And then I'm going to sub you and I'm going to put big GG on, 
and he's got to go and put a finger in between his cheeks and score goals. For us. <laughs> It's, it's, I think as well, it brings it back to the, the whole thing, the, the whole reason uh, Celtic B uh, team upgrade and kind of Tommy McIntyre left the position. So uh, McManus and Darren O'Day are taking over that as joint managers. But Postacoglu said it himself, that streamlines the players because McManus is, no, he was in the first team obviously last season coaching. So he knows what they need. And I do hope that there is a pathway to the first team. I'm a big advocate for it. I know John is, but McCoho sees an advocate for the, the Celtic B team kind of getting chances in the first team. We've seen it in pre-season. Like, say, Fada came in. Summers was playing. The wee right-back, I can't remember his name, but he impressed me in, in the game he played against that uh, Sammy Pabrasil said He was quite good. And you, you look at it, Francis, I think Kaiser makes a great point. If you have that continuity, you have that pathway, you can see more young prospects choosing us over the, the bigger, so to speak, European outfits who won't give them anything. Right, well, even right now, Francis and Stephen does Moffat, right? And the players that are coming into Celtic, clearly his path into first-team football with Celtic, he, he missed a wee window of opportunity he had, and he got injured. You get me? But now it's looking like his next opportunity is going to be like in two years' time. So he's linked with Blackpool and looking at a transfer away for Celtic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we are going to lose We are going to lose talented young players to big wages, right? But see, if you want to go and get big wages, there's going to come a time in your career, especially playing at a club like Celtic, where that's going to happen for you. You know, If you turn up, if you put in the work, if you play well for Celtic, I mean, this is the greatest short window in the world to the league that pays the most money in the world. England is literally 100 miles, 200 miles away. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I could spit and hit them, hopefully. Mm. You know what I mean? Hopefully. But uh, the big the big show's there. The big money's right there. You know what I mean? So players coming here and being at Celtic, you've got a chance to play at Celtic. Wonderful fans, amazing atmosphere, amazing opportunities. You're being viewed by English clubs. You're in the press. You're in the press. It's in the same island, whether we like it or not. The island's running attached. <laughs> they get to see the press as well. Your name is, the narrative is out there. You're, you, you ascend. You start, your stock starts rising. And they may look at our league and go, Farmers League, Pub League, considering the English Premiership and what the English Premiership is, the the fact that we've got teams with plastic pitches and that is just it's horrendous. Oh, it's embarrassing. Uh, That's embarrassing. Quality. We should like really look at, like I say, right? I'm, I'm Celtic daft, so I'm like, get us a Celtic app, a tenner a month. We can watch everything Celtic, all the games. Conservative F, conservative estimates say there's two hundred fifty thousand people who would buy this app at a tenner a month. That's two and a half million pound a month over twelve months. That's a lot of money. You get me? That's more money than you're getting off Sky. Now the SPFL, the SPFL could launch an app, SPFL app, ten pounds a month for every team in Scotland in the top division and maybe one division under. And you would have old fun fans, right? Right. Well, Celtic fans and Sefco fans paying in. So that's where the lion's share of the money is going to come from. But there's also going to be buy-ins for Hearts fans, Hibs fans, Dundee United fans. I've got family members who are Dunfermline fans, who are from Dunfermline, and they support their team just as passionately as I support my team. They would buy and watch football if they could. And what you do with all that money then, if it's an SPFL app, is you take that money and you use half it for prizes towards your leagues and payments, you get me? And you use the other half to upgrade the youth system and youth football right across the whole of Scotland. Look at somewhere like Japan and look at what Japan's doing and look at the quality and the talent of player that they're producing. 
and I would say, I would say, just just on a just on a on a blah, a stupid statement, I would say, uh, Japanese players. One thing I would say about them is they're all quite lightweight and slight build. You get me? They're they're, they're not yeah. like well, big beefy yeah. individuals unless they're sumo wrestlers. Uh, I've seen them. You know what I mean? But I'm just talking about the the soccer players that I've seen or the football players I've seen. They're quite highly technically skilled, great players. But you look at them and you think maybe they're a wee bit lightweight. How are they man? How, how are they producing these players? How, how where, where are these players coming from? There's got to be a system implemented there where mm. uh, you're for gaining experience and intelligence. And uh, I know for a fact it's not going to be the same as me because I played in a radash bitch, getting hot in the face with a mite or delta bar while four alcoholics screamed at me, Doom! <laughs> Doom! <laughs> Take it back! I'll tell you one thing, Kaiser. I'll tell you one thing. You've took us in all different avenues this evening. And it's, been a, it's been great, like, <laughs> I, to be fair. I but I, I want to rein it back a wee bit, Franny, and just finish up the, the transfer chat. I mean, you make great points. I mean, the Sky TV did we all know was absolutely a shambles. Doncaster is, is a shambles of promoting Scottish football. I think we're all in agreement that app or a, a TV kind of service like an Amazon or whatever, a subscription base would be better and more beneficial in terms of what we talked about. But kind of round it up with the, the transfer activities, model ready, that type of thing. Going into the, obviously approaching the final final stages of the window, you mentioned a defensive midfielder. Would you be happy if we didn't sign anyone else, Francis? I would be happy. Well, I would be happy, but again, you should never, I don't know if, should you ever be happy? Because you'd always be looking to try and improve. Like if you ever, if you're sitting there saying I'm happy, is are you technically standing still? It's one of the ones. It's I would be happy, but it's depending how how you want to interpret it. Happy, you always want to be better. You should always want to be better. But I think I would be confident going into the campaign with this squad, Stephen. Hundred mm. percent. And we'll move on to the game of the weekend, Kaiser. We are at Tanadice. Jack Ross himself is under pressure, I think, to be honest, that he lost heavily to Alkmaar. I was quite disappointed because I thought they had a chance to maybe make a mark in Europe and bring Scottish football again back into the equation of European football, but they ultimately failed. They got beat 3-0 by St Mirren in their previous game, I believe, at home as well. So it's not looking well for them at the minute. Get into the game on Sunday, confidence must be high. I mean, Celtic are flying. We're in the Champions League. Should have been an issue, really. I do believe, like when Ange says, uh, I will prepare for the best possible Dundee United that can show up on the day, and that would be the Dundee United that managed to get a result against Alkma and play some nice yeah, football along the way. So they have it in the tank. They have the capabilities there to 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 upset the apple cart if they want. Uh, if we allow them to, you get me. If we were ill prepared, or if we take them lightly, and we don't make sure that we're crossing the T's and dotting the I's. So I expect it to be a thoroughly, a thoroughly professional performance. Uh, turning up there and doing the business, get, getting the business done and start leading in towards the Champions League. Uh, just every positive after positive after positive. You know what I mean? Just build on it and build on it. Uh, yeah. In the league as well, I, I just see it's just uh, continuing to go from strength to strength and continuing to build on what we're doing. Take every opponent seriously. Take every game as it comes, one at a time. And that's exactly what Angel do. And he might say, like, I won't alter my style. What it means is I won't alter my philosophy. It will be attacking. It will be swashbuckling. It will be seat of the pants at some moments. But you'll have fun. Yeah. You'll love it. You'll remember 100%. it. You'll remember it as long as you live. You know what I mean? I think, I, I think he's brought that already. His aura about him is incredible. I mean, he walked in the door 
they were all kind of down, not downbeat. The whole Eddie Howe saga dragged on, and people were moaning. This is me myself included. Who is this guy? But he's an absolute incredible man. Like, and Francis, are we going to make it five out of five at Tannadice? What, what do you reckon? How's it going to go? I can't, I can't see anything but I think that, like, obviously, we've won, what is it, 35, 36 games in the league on the bounds. There's no better, like, there's no better thing than actual winning. It's it's a good good habit we're in now, a good good place we're in. So, like Kaiser said, he's, he's, he's bang on, like, Postacoglu will give every team respect. It will be, it will prepare for the best Dundee United can offer. I mean, the, even just one of the biggest games of your season was the, the Abada goal. I we won that game, but Dundee United gave us a one of the games where I see Grace isn't there anymore, but it, it was yeah. it was one of the ones where he was just pulling save after save. It was becoming a hard game, but I just we've started flying again. It's a tricky away game going up to Dundee United, but they're sort of in different form, so whereas we are, we are not. We know where we're at. We've also got uh, the new boy coming in. Whether they start plays or not, we'll get into that. Again, it, it, it gives the players in his position a wee bit of kicks in. Well, there's a guy in here yeah. to challenge me for my position, so I better make sure my levels stay where they're at or improve. So I, I can't see anything. I can't see anything but a, but a win for us, Stephen, up at Dundee United. Well, I'll stay with you for now then. Your, your score and line-up prediction, Francis. Thankly, I think the back, obviously Joe Hart will be in goals the back four. I think I'll, I think it will stay the same with Juranovic, uh, Carter Vickers, Jens and Taylor. Midfield, I reckon, I reckon Hattati will come back in for tumble, so it would be Kalmak, Hattati and uh, O'Reilly. Then I think the front threes. I think Jackamakis might come in on that. I think it will be, mm. I think it will be Maeda, my head is Jack and Marcus and you're on the right. Fair enough. And your score prediction? Um, 3 0. Uh, I can see something like that. And Kaiser, yourself, I mean, you've been a master tactician tonight. You've talked about the style of philosophy. <laughs> Have you any curveballs for us in your score and end up prediction? No, I, much much the same. I, I do think uh, if it's no broke, Ange won't fix it. I do think we'll start off the way we've been starting off with Kyogo and then. Maybe see Haksabanovic and Gigi introduced like 60th minute, like he's been doing that rotation of subs. Yeah. But definitely, I see as like uh, free nothing. Uh, uh, sound, sounds good to me, Francis, bro. Uh, I'm down for that, my man. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both, we're both going for free nothing, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Is that a treble? We'll, we'll go for a treble there. We'll go for a treble. I mean, you're the, the master at the Super Six, do you know what I mean? So anyone who hasn't got their scores in, Get them in so we can get Francis off the top spot. We need to achieve <laughs> that this week. We and anybody who wants to that. do what I'm doing, just mail the guys. I said that earlier on on social media and that. Just mail Stephen, Francis or John. Just mail yeah, the guys and can write in on the 100%. show. It's, it's been, it's been brilliant, guys, man. It's yeah, been man. fantastic class, having you all, Kaiser. And I have to make people aware as well. Um, Jeb Thomas, who's in the comments tonight, he's the next up, which is the 28th of October, I believe he'll be on. So we're doing this once every two months. But obviously if the you'll love it. If the interest if the interest keeps going and things like that, we'll obviously make that probably a monthly thing as well. But in terms of in terms of the podcast guys, have you enjoyed this one? That's been good, mate. It's been good. It's been different. It's been, it's different. been different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I say guys is uh, I, I'm 
primarily what I do is streaming, live streaming, gaming on yeah. Twitch. So I'll play music. Give yourself a wee plug. Give yourself a wee plug, Kaiser. Tell tell what you Yep, do. right. So basically, yo, yo, yo. I'm the Kaiser, like a ninja but wiser. I live stream on Twitch. I create my own content. I play games, have fun. The content I create is family-friendly, all-inclusive. I don't care where you're from, where you were born, race, creed, colour, origin, sexuality, sexual preference. Everybody's welcome in my channel. I play games, have fun, play some music, uh, debate, look smoulderingly good-looking. Like That's just off the bat. That's just I come up with that, right? I also wear a light-up suit. It's like a black suit, and it's a stick man. And it lights up, and I go outside. Yeah, I, I dress like that in fa- uh, at Halloween one time. I, I, go, I go outside the house and I dance on the driveway, bro. I can't dance and I can't sing, but I do it. I don't care. It's brilliant. I have, I have great fun. <laughs> what do you call your channel, Kaiser? It's just uh, my name, bro. It's just Kaiser. Just like, uh, just my, obviously, well, not obviously, but uh, a young man growing up here in Govan. Uh, when I was out hanging around with my friends, we get stopped by the police. And the police says to me, what's your name? And I said, uh, well, the government name, right? I don't, I don't matter, I shoot out here, right? That's fine. But they says, you're for a notorious crime family in this area. You must have a criminal record. And I says, I've not got a criminal record. I'm a good boy. I behave myself. And the copper says, uh, no, you must be the Kaiser Sozy. You're the criminal we've never caught. And because it was in front of my friends, that was that. They just always called me Kaiser Sozy for then on. A great nickname, I love it. I've got a picked one for myself. I don't want to use it. <laughs> Give us a. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a quick one at you here before we end, right? Just the way agree to disagree. Now, you've got four options. You can strongly agree, agree, or medium, so you're just kind of in the middle, or strongly disagree, or just disagree, right? I'll throw one out to you and both answer first, and I'll come to you individually. So, Kaiser, I'll come to you. Just answer first, and then we'll, we'll go into it. If Celtic failed to get second place in the Champions League group stage, would that be a failure in European football this season? Strongly agree, disagree. What, what do you think? Mm, I would strongly agree because I don't want us to go into the Europa League. So for right, that hold, reason, hold it there. Hold, hold it there. Hold it there. Sorry, I would strongly agree. <laughs> right. What about yourself? If we failed I'd to dis- finish I'd second... I disagree. I disagree. Right, I'll start but with you. Why do you disagree? On, I, I will... I'm disagreeing on the basis we get Europa League. I think if I, I, it's one of the ones I'm, I'm basing my judgment on, we've got to still get European football on the back yet. Hmm. Okay, it's just one of the ones last season we weren't great in Europe, so getting in, it would essentially be a similar, not the same position because it's obviously the competition down was the Conference League, but you'd be getting to a similar stage of the competition. And and a higher one. It's just, I think it. I, I, I feel like I'm going to argue against my point here because it's it's technically it would it, be, it would technically be progression, but is it false progression then? Because you finished third in a group that thankfully, because I mean, we won the league. That was was amazing. It was a great achievement to win the league, and what came with that was getting into the Champions League. So, would finishing third and getting to the last thirty-two of the Europa League be? A false progression. I don't. I, I. don't know if it could be a false progression because I. I honestly don't know where I'm on this team. I was what to disagree, but then when I started trying to argue my case, I feel like it's maybe a false progression. I feel like 
So you kind of backtracked on your original point. Well, I, no, I, I have I have backtracked on it, Stephen, but I'm still going to disagree. I think for maybe success yeah. is not the right word for it, but I would be more than happy with Ford. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with Ford. I mean, I'll put you on the fence because I think you're in between there. Let's let's be honest, Franny. I think you're in between the kind of thirds of both ways here. And I think as well, if you finish fourth in the group, you're guaranteed conference league, aren't you? I think that's the way it's working. You're, you're, surely you're in the, no, surely no. I think it is. I think it is, yeah. I think there's a progression uh, I know, route I, I know, into I there. Nah, I, would I'll be, I would rather just come out. I'll happily be corrected in the comments if people uh, can actually tell me. So I think it is that, but Kaiser, you strongly agreed. Give me your reasons why. Sorry. Right, I'm quiet when I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I strongly agree. For me, right, it would be a disappointment. See, when I was a young man, I used to cry at my mum and ask her for a petrol motorbike for my Christmas, right? I never got a petrol motorbike, but when I got a BMX, I was happy with it. But I wanted mm. that fucking petrol motorbike. I'm sick of getting BMXs, guys. I'm fucking sick of getting mm-hmm. BMXs. You know, I'm sick of third place. I'm sick of people who gun for third place and settle for well enough or... Oh, well, we're still in Europe. It's not a big... Ma- we're we're going to be in Europe. I think fourth place is the Conference League, so we're going to be in Europe either way. You get me? You're I'm sick of squabbling me. for scraps. I would, rather, I would rather go out than... You get me? I'm sick of squabbling for scraps. I, I think we should win match day one, destroy Real Madrid at Celtic Park, take the top of the table. And I think Real Madrid are the kind of team, or they're that good a team, that they would be looking at our possible opponents people who they could possibly face qualifying from the other group and thinking to themselves, maybe it might be nice to finish second in this group. No, maybe it might be nice to take that other draw, depending on other teams' performances and the way they go. A, a lot could happen, a lot could happen, but like, I do believe finishing third, I, I would be disappointed. But I would be happy we still had European football. Yeah. I would be disappointed that we... The, the players never got that real experience of the Champions League. Like right now, like I look at Celtic's team and the way we train and the way we play, I've got to say, like these players are developing every day. They're developing all the time. They're always pushing for excellence. So see when they play against Real Madrid and teams like that, and they get to see top quality opposition, then they get to draw the line in the sand and go, "That's how fast I be. That's how fast I need to be. That's how quick I need to run. That's how clinical I need to be." And they work on that. And that's how we improve. That's progression. I don't want to... Yeah. Unless Andrew's going to come out and go, tell you what, we're winning it. And like, I bet my left nut on it. And actually, put mm-hmm. his nut out and put it on the table with a meat cleaver and go, you bet, we're winning it. Mm-hmm. You get me? <laughs> uh, I demand success. I demand success. I think Monty is on the same... Celtic fan in it, guys, isn't it? Uh, no. Yeah, want, I think, think Monty... Kaiser, he's on the same wavelength as you here. Well said, Kaiser. We are Celtic. It's time to make new legends, which is correct. Me, I mean, for me to finish it off, I would disagree, right? For the the, the reason because if we finish second, it's absolutely fantastic. That's my ambition. That's where I want us to be. I'm using third place as a base mark, as a benchmark where we should be, like regardless where we should be in that group. Um, third place, if we go through the knockout stages of the Europa League. I want us to make progression by winning a knockout tie of European football. <laughs> we need to do that. We need to stop being the club people get in European football um, knockout stages and being like, oh, we'll turn them over. For example, Point Day and Kiesler, they've done it quite easily, let's be honest. I want us to challenge. If we drop in the Europa League, 
I yes, I want us to do what Sev could on. I'm not going to lie about it. I think there's no reason why we couldn't do that. We have the same squad ability with the, probably more quality within the squad, more technical players. There has to be that ambition within that group to succeed. And the Kaiser rightly said, you look at the elite players, how they train, how they eat, how they run, the possessions they take up in the pitch, the made their names European football. We could have the next star in Kyogo, for example. He could go on to Real Madrid or whatever. I'm not saying he's going to fly like that, but I'm saying he could, he could. make a name for himself again. You could have Mieda closing down for a world-class club because he's brilliant at that. We've got players who are brilliant at certain things. Postlecoglu's molded that team in the unit and they're well-cohesive, well-drilled unit as Bodo Glimp were, Kaiser, as you rightly said last year, because they were into that process. I think it was two years, wasn't it, under their manager? So they were gradually building and building the, the scalp Roman, the scalp does as well. So we need to take lessons from last year, implement it this year. If we don't get second, fair enough. If we get third, make a fist of it. Go Stephen, into it confident. Stephen, do you remember what Bodo Glimp done after they beat us? They got put out, didn't they? They got battered, right? <laughs> so what they did was actually train for a month, tailored their entire approach to overturning us. That was the game of their season. You get that was at it was like yeah. do it all, and they put put that much into playing us and overturning us as they did. They never went any further. They had nothing else. there. You know what I mean? Great point. But sorry, I'm missing yeah. it, bro. As I said earlier. All... All limitations are self-imposed. That's it, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I want Celtic to shoot for the top. And I do believe, right, you're only as strong as your closest rival. The way I see our board act and the way they spend money and the stuff come in, they're very reactive. They're never proactive. They didn't go out and sign all these players and then sit and go, I well, what are you going to do? They watch across the city to see if they were going to progress or not, because then that determines whether they're going to spend money. And if they spend money, then what happens if they get a few good players in? We're going to need to spend money. I, I, I do feel like, I would, I would like Celtic not to be a reactive club. I would like them to be proactive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the strive, main issues for excellence. as a support we have. But we are one hour, 18 minutes in. It's been the first edition of the Fewer Takeover. Kaiser has joined us. Have you enjoyed it, Kaiser? Loved it, bro. I don't even mind. I'm, I'm, I'm staying. <laughs> 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 <Just can go. laughs> love that. Absolutely um, love that. Highly recommend it to anybody out there looking to get involved. Highly, highly get recommend Get involved. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And also, you're, you're a member of the NSL podcast, and we greatly appreciate that. If anyone else wants to do that, it's 99p a month. Simply click join. You get the emojis, John, with me. They're absolutely fantastic. McGrand is in here, Francis. Well done, boys. Great show. Thanks for watching along. Have you enjoyed it, Francis? Ah, it's been good. It's been good. As I said, Ella, it's been different. It's been different, but good different. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, Francis. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with that. Last week, we, we uh, both fucking Scott squad. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, <clears throat> when we're back on Monday, we're discussing another win. Top of the table, looking down on the you-know-who. And hopefully, we'll have we you, Francis, that? knocked off oh, no, top spot of the Super 6. Not but, a chance. That's it. Hosting you, hosting you off the top. And until Monday, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. Legends. <laughs>